Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I'm a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Over the course of the last two and a half weeks, I have been going over my book, Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, chapter by chapter, each day presenting a new chapter. I'm going to have the audiobook coming out later on this fall, and this is just a little teaser to let you guys know what is in the book, as well as give me a little bit of practice to be able to do the audiobook. So we are up to chapter number 14, which is all about crisis management. I wrote this particular chapter right as COVID was really raising its ugly head and people were starting to panic because we were dealing with things that we had never dealt before. And I'm going to go through some things you should do for any kind of a crisis. It doesn't necessarily have to be something as big and major as COVID. It could be something as small and localized as a tornado or a hurricane or a snow event or a freezing event or even a product recall. All of those things create a crisis that could impact your business. So let's go through what you should do. Anytime there's a potential for any kind of issue that's going to impact your business, whether you call it a crisis or whatever, you want to revisit any kind of policies that you have that pertain to safety and health of your staff, as well as the safety and health of your guests. For instance, if it's a snow event, what are you going to do to remain open? How are you going to keep people from slipping and falling? The same with a tornado or a hurricane watching for the overhead lines and those kind of things. You want to make sure that you are keeping your business, your employees, and your guests all safe. So you're going to make smart decisions. And the best time to make those decisions is before you're in that emergency situation. That's why it's in the book, and that's why we're talking about it now. You want to make sure your attendance policies make sense for whatever's going on. For example, if it's a flash flood event, some people may be cut off and not be able to get to work. So you got to be a little bit more lenient with your attendance policies. You want to examine your cash flow to make sure that you understand what's going on during those events so that you're still putting money in the bank like you expect and so that you also have money set aside to help get you through those little rough patches that, say, a week's long worth of rain would impact your business. So you got to have those plans in place that also include money. You definitely want to double check your business insurance to make sure that you have the correct coverage and that whatever your expectation is of potential damage would be covered by the policy. Otherwise, you need to get the heck out of there with your trailer and go somewhere where the weather events may not impact you. You want to make sure that you pick an emergency monitoring source. You want to make sure you pick the correct news and weather sources that are going to give you reliable information, actionable information. One of the things that I've learned over the years is not to pay a lot of attention to the Weather Channel, for instance. They tend to sensationalize whenever there's a rain event or a hurricane. One of the very first times that I actually went through a hurricane, this was way back in 1996, I think, 95 or 96, 
In any case, we had a tropical storm that came through during a new store opening. We have been open a grand total of three days when this tropical storm came through. The thing about tropical storms to Floridians, they ain't no big deal. But to people that are from up north, a tropical storm, because it has a name and it has all kinds of 24-hour coverage, they freak out. Because there's always that potential it's going to turn into a hurricane. But when you've gone through enough of them, you know that the wind speeds and that kind of thing, you look at it and go, there's no way it's getting up to the hurricane status. But people that aren't familiar with them just know that it goes from tropical storm to hurricane, and they don't know anything about how many miles per hour change the wind needs. So... We lost all of our trainers that were down to do the opening for our store. They all fled back to Tennessee where they were from. So it was just me and a handful of crew people. The particular area that we lived in had two bridges. That was the only two access points that we had to get employees to come to our restaurant. When the wind speeds reach a certain miles per hour, they close the bridges and don't let people on them. Well, our opening staff got there, did all the prep work, got everything open for the restaurant, did breakfast normally, but about halfway through breakfast, the tropical storm actually made landfall, and it the center of the storm went over our restaurant. But it wasn't a big deal because it was a tropical storm. But because they closed the bridges, you know, we were kind of on our own, and the storm was just strong enough to knock out power to some neighborhoods. But during the storm, when the, the actual eye of the tropical storm was going over our restaurant, and we could see the beach from the restaurant, we're looking at it going, well, those waves aren't really that big. And down on the beach is one of the reporters from the Weather Channel. And he's holding his hat and he's facing the wind and telling everybody all across the country how horrible the tropical storm was. And it was pummeling Destin, Florida. And we're looking at each other going, it's a thunderstorm. It's barely windy outside. It's not a big deal. Find a news source that will give you accurate information that you can make good decisions on. I would strongly urge you to stay in touch with the emergency management in your area and then find out what news sources they use for weather. So that way you're not getting the sensational story, you're getting actionable information. Now, if a situation comes up to where you have a potential of losing sales or something has happened to where the guest flow changes, whether it be because of power outage or a long-term issue that's going to create problems like COVID did, you've got to think on your feet. And the best time to think on your feet is playing what if long before these situations ever happen. So, for example, before 2020, very, very few food trucks ever thought about delivery because it was too complicated to set up, and it was certainly too pricey. But then when COVID hit and everybody was staying home, delivery became super popular, and it was a way for you to make more money. Before 2020, very few food trucks would go and set up at an apartment complex because typically those were not very profitable. But because everybody was forced to stay at home, setting up at a, an apartment complex was smart business because typically apartment complexes aren't built adjacent to restaurants. And then the restaurants weren't doing very well at keeping themselves staffed. But a food truck with two employees can handle a whole bunch of orders. So you can think about setting up in different places and you can definitely think about delivery. You can sell gift cards and give yourself a little infusion of cash that way. You can certainly adjust your menu and your hours and look to either increase the hours or change the menu and thin it down to where you can manage your profitability better. We talked about apartment complexes. That's one non-traditional location. But there are other non-traditional locations that you could go to 
based on what's happening. You want to make sure you stay in constant communication with your guests. Your social media becomes super important at that point. You want to continue to advertise, continue to promote. You want to continue to work on building sales just as if nothing has changed. Now, there's a couple of crises that could happen, and they happen more frequently than people realize, and that's food recalls. We all hear about the big major food recalls, like there's a lettuce recall going on right now. Those kind of recalls happen every single day. It's just usually they're so small, and they amount to maybe a state or even sometimes just a single grocery store. Those don't get attention because it's not millions of people impacted. It's not you know hundreds of thousands of pounds of food. It's dozens of pounds, perhaps a few hundred pounds. But there are recalls pretty much every day. But occasionally those recalls will impact your business. For example, a few years ago, we had a recall on Sabret's hot dogs. They have one of the machines in the, the processing plant broke apart and blew a bunch of plastic into numerous batches of hot dogs. Problem was it didn't get caught immediately. And some of the hot dogs got sent out to the public, where the public then said, hey, we got plastic in our hot dogs, so Sabrett's had to recall many millions of pounds of hot dogs because they weren't sure of exactly when the problem started since it wasn't determined in the plant. The food had already gone out. So they recalled, again, millions upon millions of pounds of hot dogs. But what the press reported and what the general consumer heard wasn't Sabret's hot dogs. All they heard was blah, 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 hot dog. And that caused a problem for all of the hot dog vendors and the hot dog cart vendors throughout the country. And it was a rough two weeks because every couple of days there would be somebody that would find you know, a piece of plastic in a Sabret's hot dog. And then, of course, that would make big news again. All the reporters are now talking about the recalls at so many millions and wham, wham, wham. And it impacted those particular vendors that weren't selling Sabret's hot dogs because there's Hebrew National and there's Nathan's and there's Ballpark Frank's. There's all different kind of hot dog brands that had nothing to do with Sabret's. But no one paid attention to the details. All they heard was, it's a hot dog. And that was a rough couple of weeks. And that was in the summer. And summer is the big hot dog eating time. Now, of course, they recovered and are fine now. But that was a rough summer for a lot of hot dog vendors. So you've got to know what you're going to do when those kind of things happen. And they're going to happen. What I suggested with people when the Sabrets issue came about was just to play it up and make part of your advertising and your social media say, hey, we are 100% plastic free. And then talk about what good things that you do. And if hot dogs become an issue, what else can you sell? You know, can you do sausages? Can you do other things that aren't hot dogs? You know, bologna is a product that a typical hot dog cart could sell. So you find the alternatives. You don't just throw your hands up and go, oh my gosh, look what happened. I'm going to be down so much money. You're only down so much money because you chose not to act. So prepare for a crisis. Already have the policies and procedures in place so that when the crisis happens, it is not a big deal to you. And you come out on the other side of the crisis smelling like a rose. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I've got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.